0: It is good to be with you in worship today, in person, in the sanctuary, as well as online, through our live stream. We are in a sermon series called Faithful. We're talking about what it means to have Christian faith. Today, I want to draw your attention to John 5, verses 24 through 29. I'll read it from the New Revised Standard Version. And the title of my sermon is, Believing faith, passing from death to life. These are the words of Christ. Very truly I tell you, anyone who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come under judgment, but has passed from death to life. Very truly, I tell you, the hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For just as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. Do not be astonished at this, for the hour is coming when all who are in their graves Will hear his voice and will come out. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life, and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. Let us pray. Lord God, in this preaching moment, I simply ask that you would help me to speak your word help them to hear your word and lord help us all to do your word i pray in the name of jesus christ our lord amen public discourse about the vitality of religion often focuses on how many people say they believe in god versus how many people identify as atheists, agnostics, or skeptics. In 2017, for example, a Gallup poll asked Americans, Do you believe in God? 87% of respondents replied, Yes. However, when Gallup phrased the question differently, asking respondents whether they are convinced that God exists, 64% responded affirmatively. Now, when 87% of people say they believe in God, yet 64% of people say they are convinced God exists, this raises the question of what exactly does it mean to believe in God? From a Christian perspective, and especially in view of John's gospel, believing in God is related to believing in Christ. Indeed, believing in God is believing in Christ, and believing in Christ is believing in the God who sent him. I want to suggest that John 5, 24-29 shows us what it means to have truly believing faith. Verse 24 begins with an emphasis on hearing the word of Christ. There is no faith without hearing or sensing or apprehending God's word. As the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 10, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. The Greek term that is translated hear in John 5, 24 through 29, is akuo. This word appears four times in our brief passage. Akuo is related to the English word acoustics. So to have believing faith is an acoustical endeavor. Years ago, my wife Dana and I attended a special performance of the Nashville Symphony in the newly constructed Skirmerhorn Symphony Center in downtown Nashville before the new Symphony Center officially opened to the public. The concert was unique because its main purpose was to help the acoustician, the professional in charge of maximizing sound quality. Now, he had already been hard at work but he wanted to make final modifications with a full orchestra playing and a full audience occupying the seats. The musical program, though enchanting, was interrupted several times so that precise modifications could be made in order to refine the sound quality throughout the concert hall. The acoustician and his crew were adjusting panels on the walls and the like. Those of us in the audience participated in this abnormal performance so that future audiences could enjoy optimal performances without distraction or interruption. If we are to hear, a akuo, the word of Christ, it may be necessary to make acoustical adjustments in our lives, so many sounds crowd the audio atmosphere that hearing the Word of Christ may require special attention to spiritual acoustics, the intentional gearing of external conditions and internal consciousness to detect the Word of Christ. It might help to pause amid the daily grind, and turn down the noise from the screens and the speakers and open up the New Testament. It might help to schedule time to close the door to outside commotion and quietly pray and commune with Christ and listen for His voice. He says, Blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of God. He says all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted. He said whoever wishes to become great among you will be your servant. He says love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. He says, abide in my love. He says, love one another. He says, my peace I give you. He says, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and render to God the things that are God's. He says, if you forgive others their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive your transgressions. He says, do not fear. He says, take courage It is I. He says, lo, I am with you always. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. But we miss his word sometimes. Because we're giving more attention to modern media personalities than the Savior more attention to new sources than Holy Scripture, more attention to entertainment than to truth. It is vital to make acoustical adjustments in the arena of our own lives so that we can hear the Word of Christ. Hearing Christ's Word involves more than just listening, however. Jesus says in John 10, 27 through 28, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. In this passage, hearing Christ includes following Christ. To hear is to heed, to listen is to follow, to discern Christ's voice is to act. Accordingly, to hear Christ, then, involves more than the reflex of the ear. It involves an attentive mind, a willing heart, and an obedient body. In other words, it involves believing. The Greek term translated believe in verse 24 is the same Greek term that's often translated faith. The problem is that the English word faith does not have a verbal form. We don't say whoever faiths in Christ has eternal life. We don't talk about faithing in God the same way we talk about believing in God. But perhaps we should because the Greek term here is a verb. It is an action word describing active Faith. It means to trust. It means to obey. It means to rely on. It means to depend upon. What it does not mean is merely to agree with a proposition. Whether we mark a certain box in a Gallup poll is not the issue. Whether we mentally affirm the idea that God exists is not the matter at hand. The issue here, the matter at hand, is believing faith. And believing faith is demonstrated trust, embodied confidence, dependence on display. In 1859, a tightrope was stretched across Niagara Falls from one side to the other. This tightrope was 1,300 feet long, and it was 16 stories above the crashing waters below. The French daredevil Charles Blondin set out to walk this tightrope from one side of Niagara Falls all the way to the other. About 25,000 people gathered to witness this spectacle, some making wagers on whether he would make it or not. There were no safety nets involved. It was all or nothing. To the amazement of everyone in attendance, Blondin walked the tightrope from the American side of Niagara Falls to the Canadian side and back again. And this turned out to be the first of approximately 300 times that Blondin accomplished this feat. Once he walked the tightrope backwards. Once he walked it pushing a wheelbarrow. Once he walked it carrying a table and a chair. Once he ate a piece of cake on the way. I love that one. According to an article by Karen Abbott at Smithsonian.com, There was another time when Blondin carried a stove and utensils with him, stopped partway, fired up the stove, and cooked an omelet on the tightrope. Impressive, I know. But my favorite way Blondin ever crossed this tightrope over Niagara Falls was with his manager, Mr. Harry Colcord, clinging to his back. The two men made it safely across, leaning and swaying appropriately along the way. On that day, there was a tremendous difference between the spectators and Mr. Colcord. The spectators applauded and admired Blondin. Mr. Colcord believed in him. To believe is not merely to watch and applaud and be impressed with Christ. It is to demonstrate trust in Him, to embody confidence in Him, to display our dependence on Him, to risk and wager our life on Him. To believe is not just to affirm the existence of the God who sent Jesus. It's to go on a journey with Him. It is to become one with Christ, to walk so closely with him that his steps become our steps and our steps become his steps. It is to be so unified with Christ that his direction becomes our direction, his way becomes our way, and his destiny becomes our destiny. Faith is not just speaking belief, but stepping out. In belief. Faith is not just words of belief, but a walk of belief. Actions are the proof of believing faith, not words. Deeds are the proof of believing faith, not declarations, which is why verse 29 says Christ will ultimately judge us on whether we have done good or evil. The result, according to verse 24, is that whoever hears Christ's word, a kuo, and believes with demonstrated faith, passes from death to eternal life, here and now. Eternal life does not begin. Upon a believer's death, but upon a believer's belief. Eternal life is both immediate and infinite. Although the phrase eternal life stresses quantity of life, quality of life is also in view. Here. To have faith in Christ is to transition from the realm of death into the realm of life true life, abundant life, deep life, profound life, overflowing life, extravagant life, fulfilling life, optimal life, maximum life. It is to live a life that is not determined by the fear of death nor the seeming finality. Of the grave. Philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche is said to have quipped, I might believe in the Redeemer if his followers looked more redeemed. Sadly, this can be true of many churchgoers, yet Jesus leaves little room for disciples to live anything but redeemed lives. To hear Christ is to heed Christ. To believe in Christ is to walk with Christ. And to have this believing faith is to pass from death to life. Right here, right now, immediately and infinitely, urgently and unendingly. One of my favorite places to hike is Jones Gap State Park, a pristine plot of wilderness in upstate South Carolina at the base of the Blue Ridge Mountains. Among this park's majestic river scenes, hiking trails, and waterfalls stands a brief stretch of the Eastern Continental Divide. I remember a few years ago reading a sign posted at the park as I looked up at this towering ridge above me the sign says that if a drop of rain falls on one side of the divide it goes into streams that ultimately lead to the Atlantic Ocean if a drop of rain falls on the other side of the divide it goes into streams that ultimately end in the Gulf of Mexico there's a long way from one to the other I stood staring, marveling at this point of differentiation, this divide that makes all the difference as to where raindrops in the area ultimately end up. Christ stands before us likewise as a stark point of differentiation. To believe in Christ or not, To believe is to set course for a specific destination. In his vicinity, there is no neutral ground. The alternative to hearing and believing in Christ is judgment, according to verses 27 through 29. There is an urgency here to believing in Christ because believing brings eternal life whereas disbelief does not. The text's clarity about judgment, however, is not to be confused with any human prerogative to judge. Verse 27 says God has given Christ authority to execute judgment. Since Christ is the judge whom God has uniquely appointed, no one else is qualified to exercise ultimate judgment. It's not as easy to determine who's in and who's out as some think either. Christ says in John 10 verse 16, I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. Christ always has other sheep than those readily detected. The same Savior who said in John 14, 6, no one comes to the Father but through me. Also said in John 10, 16, I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. This reminder gives humble pause to anybody who might presume to pull the gavel out of Christ's hand and execute judgment in his Place Part of hearing and heeding Christ's word, part of believing in Christ, is leaving judgment to Him. Set free from the urge to judge, we can love our neighbors freely and spread the gospel indiscriminately and do good things for folks without asking to see their moral or spiritual resumes. We can also trust that Christ will judge us favorably in the end. Like a raindrop on the way from the continental divide into the Atlantic Ocean, our final destination has already been determined so we can enjoy the journey along the way. We will be saved in the end because we are saved right now. We will have eternal life in the end because we have eternal life right now. We will have communion with Christ in the end because we have communion with Christ right now. The fellowship that we currently enjoy with Christ and with one another will continue unbroken into the ages of the ages because death cannot destroy this fellowship. We know this because but Christ doesn't just declare the resurrection to everlasting life. He demonstrates it. A few chapters later, in John 11, he calls Lazarus to arise from the grave, and Lazarus, who has been dead four days, emerges from his tomb. In John 10. Jesus says, I have the power to lay down my life and I have the power to take it up again. And sure enough, in John 20, after they had crucified him and he had been buried, he arose from the grave in a definitive display of resurrection power. Christ does not over-promise and under-deliver. He makes lofty promises and he delivers without Fail. He is true to his word. He fulfills his promises. He is faithful to his followers. He is caring toward his flock. He is endlessly loving. He is abundantly forgiving. He is gracious and merciful. He is patient and compassionate. Passionate. He is with us always. He is stronger than death. He is the resurrection and the life. He is the son of God and son of man. He is savior and he is Lord. He gives abundant life and eternal life. So let's not reduce faith to some box we check on a survey. Let us embrace believing faith Demonstrated trust, dependence on display, for the Savior is worthy of it all. Amen.